Hey, welcome back to Lyrics for Lunch. This is Tremaine. This is Zelda. And this week we are starting off the month of February in full swing, supporting our black culture, you know, since it's Black History Month, with the song Sue Me by Wale. Featuring Kelly Price. Produced by D. Wu. And written by Norva V.A. Denton, Kelly Price, and Wale. So we're just going to get started on um, what we've been working on recently. Like just trying to give kind of like a quick summary of like what the verses are before we kind of go into our deeper discussion. So again, we're still working on our kinks. So if you have any commentary or any suggestions that you may have when it comes to this part feel free to send us a message send us an email um just let us know how you think we're doing and how you think we can fix it but um so for now we're just gonna start with just a summary of the song itself so the song um coexists basically of about is it two verses three two verses two verses with an outro with an outro, and the chorus is repeated twice. Yes, the chorus is repeated twice. So, um, the first verse is kind of more... How would you explain it? I would explain it kind of like a little bit more personal. He's like talking of himself. Yeah, it's... The first verse is more of him like talking of himself and how he wants a relationship but he also doesn't necessarily have doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. have the personality for a relationship yeah and then from there he goes into the chorus um and which then- the chorus is pretty much in itself just support of black people in the culture yeah um and then verse two he kind of is still talking about himself but i feel like he also kind of it it kind of tries to relate to other people in a sense Uh, yeah and it opens up more towards like his career yes so it's not it's like the first verse was personal, like his everyday, his personal life. And the second verse is his life by his career. And then the chorus again. Mm-hmm. And then he ends with an outro that is kind of like, I guess like a summary. A conclusion. Yeah, it's like, it's like a summary of everything that he's spoken about. A conclusion, he's kind of just like, you know, giving his ending. Um, yeah. Yeah. So now, breaking down the song, let's go back to verse one. Okay, you can start. Um, alright, so in verse one, he starts it off saying, on my way to Bootsy Bellows with hella the hoes. Um, Bootsy Bellows is a 
nightlife kind of restaurant. And in that line, he's basically saying he's on his way to that nightlife with a bunch of females. Yeah. Um. Yeah, basically. It's pretty self-explanatory. Um, then he goes on to say, like, I'm a glutton for women that I shouldn't yearn. And, um, he continues on basically saying, maybe it's because I was, maybe because I was searching and I found me the perfect person, but me and her didn't work out. She buried what we worked for. And I carried the bitterness of a cola nut. The cola nut, I wanted to touch on that. It's a caffeine holding fruit um, from Africa that is also used as a flavor ingredient in beverages. Like Coca-Cola? Yes. Mm -hmm. Cola, the term cola is derived from the cola nut. So a little bit of, you know, a lesson there. Mm-hmm. Um, History lesson, I guess, a little bit. Or the more you know. The more you know. Philip and Lane. history, okay. yeah. <laughs> and history, too. <laughs> um, so, like, in that portion, I guess, of the verse, I basically just saw it as him basically opening up and saying that he's carrying baggage from other relationships. And... When he tried to give his heart to someone, it didn't work out. And now it's kind of like he is giving his heart or he's giving himself to many people trying to search for what he had in that one person. So, you know, kind of. Because, like, using the word glutton is, like, calling of, like, the seven sins. Like, the seven deadly sins. So, it's, like, you know, he has an unhealthy, like, attraction to women that he shouldn't want. But at the same time, you know, he's still bitter from this relationship that didn't work out that he gave his all in. And that made him the person that he is today when it comes to how he is in relationships. Or his lack of relationships, I guess. And he says, shouldn't be tempted, but baby, I like to hurt. Yeah, which is kind of like, you know, that masochist kind of mentality of just like, I know it's not going to end well, but I want to do it anyway. So. I think it's all wrapped up in the next line, though, where he says, Nigerian shit, my parents never showed much. So, like, he's letting you know. He carried all of that bitterness and he didn't display his emotions because it's something that he learned from his parents. It's not something that they would have done. So he grew up just bottling it up. Yeah, which I feel like is something I can relate to um, children of immigrant parents. Because, like, I know, for example, me growing up in my household, showing your emotions was frowned upon. You know, regardless of being a guy or a girl, like, you just didn't show your weakness. Because, kind of, showing emotion equates to a sign of weakness. 
in some households. So it can also kind of, you know, it also kind of conform to that or it can be relatable in a sense in that way. And then as we continue on, he goes on to call himself a womanizer, but also trying to adjudicate that he could have been a feminist, but his polygamy problems kind of interferes with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically it. Like, he has a mentality for it, but at the same time, he can't bring himself to, I guess, respect women in relationships. Alright. And then, towards the end of that verse, he basically just talks about how he kind of has a spending therapy. So, like, he spends money, he buys things and stuff, and that's his form of kind of release or his therapeutic release. And he does so by purchasing things at different stores, like different clothing stores and stuff. And then um, he even mentions uh, that some of the places that he shops at, he says, I favor black businesses. Which is also displayed in the line before that where he says, Pierre Moss, I dropped 10 on my last visit and half that up at Saks. Meaning, like, he dropped 10 racks or 10,000 at Pierre Moss, which is an American-Haitian founded business. And then he only spent half of that over at Saks Fifth. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, bro, you got all that money? To just be dropping 1500 on clothes? But at least most of that is going to black businesses. So, hey. <laughs> so, me. And then... That's where the chorus comes in. Yep. So, the chorus, he repeats a lot. Sue me. I'm rooting for everybody that's black. And then, he also says, um... Spent about two racks on handmade do-rags. Yes. Two racks, once again, 2,000. And then, he goes on to say, like, that's everybody from sports to college class to rap. So, I mean, that's pretty pretty self-explanatory. He's basically saying he supports, you know, all black people that are bettering themselves, that are moving forward, that are striving for more, that, you know, are trying their best to kind of leave... A positive imprint. Yeah, leave a positive imprint that are trying to come out of the box that society tries to put them in. They're trying to rise above that whole ideology that you know people of color can't own a business people of color can't you know thrive thrive exactly so he's he's saying 
I support all of those people. All those people that, you know, the rest of society may think can't make it, I'm rooting for you to make it. So. I like the course. <laughs> because that's literally my life. <laughs> um, which brings us to verse 2. So, Tremaine, you could start on that. Uh, verse 2. He says, he starts it by saying that how life is a movie, we ain't promised a sequel. Uh, what I got from that is pretty much like, he's living large now, but is not promised to remain that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's not the same way. Like, he's basically saying, you only have one life to live. So you got to make sure to do it right. Like, if you get a chance, if you get an opportunity, that's your one chance. You should try your best to make the best of that one opportunity because you don't know if you'll be able to make a comeback. Or if that's your last opportunity to even be out in the spotlight. Or to have a say in things that can happen and things like that. So I think it's just the importance of you know, truly utilizing your moment. And then he starts to get into, like, his career, where he mentions his second album, Ambition, and he says, how was you sleeping? Then he said, drop the album with Seinfeld. They thought I was tweaking. The album that he refers to is the album about nothing, which is the title of the album. <laughs> And then he says, a prophet, a genius. So pretty much he's saying, like, people slept on him for thinking, like, why would you be doing this album with Seinfeld included in it? But they weren't seeing the bigger picture like he was. Fair enough. And then, as he continues, like, it's basically one big part of He's saying, like, I'll always be single. And, like, I love some of these um, kind of women that are big and are in the picture. Like, one of the lines he says, I'm flying with, with Lena. I'm riding with Nina. One right for the shy, one right where I need her. Uh, when he says that, he's referring to Lena Waithe, who is a writer for The Shy, which is a show... I think it's on HBO. One of those, like HBO or Showtime. One Sounds of those right. Extra shows. And the Nina he refers to is his nine millimeter. It's a weapon. It's a gun. He names it. Uh, many people call it a Nina. New to me. I thought Nina was a human name. Sort of like Mary Jane. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of close. A Nina and a 9mm. 9. Nina. <laughs> <laughs> People gotta learn how to fucking pronounce their words. 
The fuck millimeters is a is a m. So if anything, nim. No. Don't try to reword it. I'm not trying to reword it. I'm just (laughs) saying that it makes no sense. Who's gonna be? But who the fuck is out here called saying like Nina? Everyone. Who's gonna say Nima? (laughs) People that people that know how to. I'm riding with my name or my Nimi. Get it? Nine millimeter. Take the N-I. Take the M-I. Where the fuck does the A come from? There's not even an A millimeter. Where does Jane come from? Marijuana. Juana. That's not Jane? Nina's close enough. Nina's close enough. No, it is not. (laughs) An A that does not exist in either of the two words. Me <laughs> Where? How do people make up these slang words? <laughs> it's so wrong. Like, who the fuck even, like, Nina? Like, what the? I don't even understand. Yes, from the millimeter. No, don't try to make that a thing, because that's not. <laughs> you trying to tell me to not make actual <laughs> words and letters that exist in the in, in an alphabet to exist? Oh, um, man. That's going to be the name of this episode. Millimeter. <laughs> Nemo. <laughs> Should be the name of the episode. Oh man. Okay. Melanina. Not Melanina, just Nina. Where does I'm just so confused. We can continue. Okay. Because I'll be stuck for a long time with the fact that there's no A. You you pick up where we were. No, because you know the whole my whole life is a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Nina isn't a person. So he says, the funny thing is I'll always be single. I'll love me some Logan. I'll love me some Issa. Those are also other people who he's referring to. Is Logan also another gun? No. Logan is Logan Browning of Dear White People. (laughs) And, of course, Issa Rae. Many people should know who she is by now. Yeah, she appears everywhere. She also supports everybody that's black. Just saying. And then it's crazy. He says he loves them, but he'll never get either. And moves forward on to call them queens. Which again plays plays to verse one where he was like, I respect women, but I'm a, but I'm a polygamist. So he respects them because he's calling them queens. He's saying he's saying he can never get either because he's not worthy of them. Because he continues on to say, I'm a drunk, I'm a demon. (laughs) One line I did, maybe it's just me reading too much into it because of his relationship with J. Cole. When he said, heaven knows I'm a dreamer, I immediately thought about J. Cole and his label Dreamville. And oftentimes... 
I do personally feel like Wale should be a part of Dreamville. Just saying. No shade to whoever he's with, but that would be perfect. Nah, shade to whoever's he with. <laughs> His label don't be supporting him. Well, I think he'd do well in Dreamville. And also, he wasn't he in Revenge of the Dreamers? He was not. Wale wasn't? No. Wow, he should be. Wale, I wrote you in there. (laughs) He was probably at the studio. (laughs) They probably holding on to a gym with with Wale's vocals on it. Oh, man, can you imagine? Wale, Earth Gang. Wale and Boz. Wale and J.I.D. And J. Cole. Can Dreamville make that happen? <laughs> if Dreamville gets a hold of this, even if he is down the line, even Still if, they all, even if mm-hmm. they all retired, make it happen. Come out of <laughs> retirement just to make a song together. But, um, so after that, he says, I seen Taraji and Kelvin, always hope I could be that. Taraji is, of course, Taraji P. Henson. And Kelvin is her fiance, maybe husband now. Not I too didn't sure. Even know any of that was Kelvin good. Hayden, who plays for the NFL. At least Kelvin is actually a person. Now I got trust issues. Why? Because of millimeter. <laughs> oh my God! You know that makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> I got trust issues like Drake <laughs> running through the stick with my walls. And then he does some wordplay where he says, I fell in love with an actress acting like she don't need me. And the line directly after that, he ends saying, underrated again. Show business will never love you the way you love it. And that's kind of like just his two cents on how his career was never really supported by the industry and him acknowledging that yes he is underrated as many people who listen to rap or know of Wale will understand he is very much underrated yeah I agree. I also took that line as, like, kind of talking about, like, um, like, being, like, falling in love with an actress, kind of like the show business itself, and how the show business is another love of his that he's put his heart into, but he doesn't get back what he's, what he's put in. That makes sense. Like an unfair relationship. And then he says, show business will never love you the way you love it. That makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. So, fell in love. Acting like she don't need me. That's what I got from that little part. And then from there, it goes back into the chorus. Followed by the bridge, which is the gospel singer... Kelly Price singing I need you to know you are so beautiful yes 
and then it moves on to the outro which in the outro he kind of just low-key snapped how in the outro he, there's a moment where the beat drops and he goes off saying okay sue me i'm rooting for everybody that's black then he says everybody be asking my sixth album my last then he says he's sick of the business and his daughter is missing him which if anyone's a Wale fan or anyone's fan when they say alright this album is my last a lot of times it's like damn mm-hmm. so we're gonna be missing out on new music after this and then he kinda puts a reason to why it's his last which you know a lot of people probably wouldn't understand but sometimes when someone feels like they need to make a decision like that it's usually to prioritize something that they've probably been putting on the back burner yeah and then one of the lines in the outro that he says that I really like he said niggas really on clout they ain't checking for stats who a decade or better giving niggas decadent rap now for that I thought of it as kind of like a double entendre or maybe even like a triple entendre (laughs) (laughs) because okay he said who a decade or better and then he uses the word decadent which has the word decade in it but decadent is also used for two different meanings one meaning that it's luxurious and the other meaning that is decay like it's of decay or decaying matter I guess so it's like giving niggas decadent rap it could either be giving niggas luxurious rap or giving niggas decaying rap so like a decaying artistry Interesting. Very interesting. But that's all I said. But that's all I got. Yeah. And then he finishes it by quoting his the title of the album that this song is found on, where he says, Root for everybody black. Haters say, that's crazy, wow. That's crazy. Wow. (laughs) But yeah, so this was the first song of February, which, if you don't know, then you need to go to school. It's Black History Month. If you don't, if you didn't know that, get out of homeschool. Your parents are not doing you right. (laughs) Um, This month, we will only be doing music from black artists 
because yes and not only that also oh, I, was, I was gonna say because i'm looking for everybody that's black oh. not only this month year round but this the month to do it no yeah no but i mean like not just um black artists but also songs with like strong uh, messages yes strong messages for the community that we would like to emphasize on and like kind of further put out there because i feel like that's something that everyone needs to hear especially with the way the world is today and with that we end our episode so this was episode eight Oh my gosh, can you believe it? <laughs> so, please remember, if you would like to ask us any questions, if you have any suggestions, any thoughts, if you just want to be like, hi, whatever, you could send us an email at lyricsforlunch at gmail.com. Again, that's lyricsforlunch at gmail.com. L-Y-R-I-C-S, the number four, L-U-N-C-H, at gmail.com. And you can also feel free to follow us on Twitter, at Lyrics for Lunch. So again, that's just L-Y-R-I-C-S, the number four, L-U-C-N. Wow. (laughs) I spelled that wrong. Don't listen to me. Today has been a day because Nina is not who I thought she was. <laughs> so it's at Lyrics for Lunch, at L-Y-R-I-C-S, the number four, L-U-N-C-H. I think I spelled it right this time. Anything else you want to say, Tremaine? I think you spelled it right. Okay, but you're just going to leave me hanging the city. Closing out by myself. You covered everything. Okay. So, with that, stay tuned for our episode next week where we're going to have a doozy for you, most likely. I haven't picked it yet. It's my turn to pick for next week, so we won't know until next week because <laughs> I still have no idea. Um, also, just a quick update. Our episodes are now going to be released Wednesday mornings, like in the AM hours. So just make sure to keep an eye out for that. If you were waiting for like those Tuesday nights, we decided to just do it on like around midnight on Wednesdays. So make sure that you're staying tuned, keeping an eye out, an ear out. It's something for you to eat. I mean, listen to what you eat. Yeah, right? It's something, exactly. Lyrics for breakfast, lyrics for lunch, lyrics for dinner, lyrics for brunch. You know. Lyrics for dessert. Ooh, lyrics for dessert. Yum, yum, yum. Delicioso. (laughs) All right. And with that, signing out. (laughs) Mm-hmm.